Tonight, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you have pen and paper because I'm going to explain to you something that you weren't aware of. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of Tinfoil Radio. We've been, yeah, yeah, we've been uh, trying to get ready for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> we're. It's you know sometimes when we get to the end of these uh, parters, these uh, multiple parters. We're, yeah, when we get to the end of the journey, we're we're a little not exhausted, but a little you know we're ready to get well, through the end. Yeah, especially this week because. And now we're not going to be as mad as we were last episode. This episode is going to be another fun one because it is just kind of fun to laugh at the sheer stupidity of this right. episode. Now, it's going to start a little rough because there's some satanic panic trials that we didn't touch on last week that we're going to quickly go through this mm. week that are a little frustrating. But other than that, we're going to have a lot of fun because well, we're going to yeah. be talking about fucking rock and roll, right. heavy metal. Well, and when you think about like last week was um, like stuff that ultimately ripped families apart and, and damaged children. Um, this week, what we're mainly talking about is um, uh, people revealing themselves to be complete idiots and uh, trying to damage their reputation, but ultimately selling more records for rock bands. It's, so that's funny. It's, a ti- it's the time old tale of parents overreacting to rock music. It's, it's his tale old. Do you know... Do you do you know that if, if the Catholic Church had not gotten upset with The Last Temptation of Christ, that nobody would have seen that fucking movie with Willem Dafoe? So anyway, let's talk about The Satanic Panic Part 3. Episode uh, 40. Exciting times, to, to, to be honest. I'm, I'm actually really excited because, for one, uh, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, the audio clips, some of them are going to be hard to listen to because it's that old VHS sound audio, you know what I mean? S- we hadn't mastered audio yet <laughs> as a civilization, uh, so just just a heads up. Everything sounded like it was being recorded in your mom's kitchen, right? And it always seemed like there, someone was twenty feet away from the fucking microphone. You know what I mean? <laughs> the Judas Priest one is uh, the 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 audio I've taken from that Judas Priest trial. It is kind of hard to hear, to be honest. But anyway, uh, but here's the most important thing. We've still got two more weeks of this. This is the last Satanic Panic episode. Then we got one more. It's it is another episode of Spooky Season. <coughs> so loud. Dude, I helped make that, and it still scares the shit out of me. Well, the scream. She hit a whole nother note, man. All right, so let's talk about it, buddy. Well, other satanic panic trials. Last week, we focused on the gross negligence of police and fear and hysteria, but this week, we're going to wrap up our coverage with heavy metal. But first, last week, we covered two very public-sized cases like the McMartin trials and the Kern County witch hunt. Before we get into the heavy metal section of our coverage, we do want to very quickly shed some light on the other trials related to the panic. Do you want to take each one of these? You mean trade off like we yeah. yeah. Uh yeah, I'll start. Frank and Alina 
Foster, Fuster, Fuster, Frank and Alina Fuster. In 1984, Cuban immigrant Frank Frank Fuster and his undocumented wife Alina were accused of molesting eight children, with 20 children making claims in all. In a Miami babysitting service, they ran. Jeanette, fucking Janet Reno. Janet Reno prosecuted the case, which went to trial despite having the same hallmarks as each of the other cases, a lack of physical evidence, and a ballooning number of children making unsubstantiated and embellished claims of dark satanic rites after coercive interview sessions. Elena was encouraged to testify against her husband uh, after being placed in solitary confinement for weeks, because that makes you a rational human. Right. Uh, dubious. Oh, and being visited. And being visited by therapists who use more coercive questioning and dubious memory recovery to get her to change her statements. Eventually, she pleaded guilty while informing the court that she was innocent but wanted to, quote, get all of this over. Alina was sentenced to 10 years in prison, served three, and then was deported. Jesus Christ. Frank was sentenced to six consecutive life terms or a minimum of 165 years in prison with no fucking evidence. Was he ever let go? That's uh, all I know. I don't. I, I think he could still be in prison right now. Who knows? What a surprise that would be. <sighs> yeah, fuck you. Actually, by fuck, now. By the way, you want to talk about one of the worst fucking lawyers out there? And just, I don't know how she failed up. Janet fucking Reno. Wow. <laughs> how comes my conscience hey, is so hey, clear? Hey guys. Hey guys. Have you done with Satanic Panic? Well, guess what? I killed a bunch of people in a cult. Waco, baby. Fuck you, Janet Reno, if you're still alive. I think she is. I think she's, is she? I'm going to go with that. Okay. And Gerard Violet and Cheryl Amaru. I'm assuming that's like French. Amaralt, whatever. In 1984, three members of the Amaralt family of Malden, Massachusetts, were convicted of molestation charges following yet another pattern of intense and coercive questioning used to draw bizarre, grotesque, and totally unsubstantiated testimony from resistant children. That's a word we're going to say a lot, unsubstantiated. Yeah, because most of it. Including claims that children were raped by someone dressed as a clown. Despite sustained criticism of the interrogation techniques in the case, all three defendants were convicted. Gerald, Gerard Amaralt was never exonerated and served 20 years of a 40-year sentence before being released on parole in 2004. And during that 20 years, he was fucked in the ass a lot. Jesus. His mother... <laughs> what? I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. Every time I hear about a guy being wrongly imprisoned and like spending like more than a decade in jail, I'm like, man, that sucks. You were innocent the whole time, and while you were getting pounded in the ass, you were like, seriously, I'm innocent. Good God. His mother, Violet Amaralt, died of cancer in 1997 in the middle of a stormy back and forth in the court system over whether her conviction should be overturned. Her daughter, Cheryl, was sentenced to 20 years and eventually settled for a release on 10 years probation in 1999. That's why the justice system in this country is so fucked, okay? They will literally tell you, if you plead guilty, even though you, you know that you're not, we will let you go with a yeah. lighter sentence. Yeah, and, and you know the fact that uh, he had to spend half of a 40-year sentence for doing nothing, 20 years in prison for nothing, is, is uh, insane. Glenn Towered. In 1989, Glendale, Florida Monastery? Monta Montessori. Montessori, Montessori uh, I think it is. Montessori headmaster James Tord and his office assistant Brenda Williams were convicted in a satanic ritual abuse case spearheaded by a therapist named Alan Tesson. The case followed the recurring pattern of over-the-top unsubstantiated claims from children, all of whom had Tesson as their therapist. No shit. 
1996, Dr. Teston was sued for implanting false memories of satanic ritual abuse in an adult patient. The lawsuit revealed Teston had consulted multiple experts in ritual case abuse over the years and, and to have been, quote, obsessed with the subject since the time of the Glendale trial. Toward pled guilty in an Alford plea in order to have his sentence reduced, but in 1998, the year before he was to have believe, the year before he was sentenced to be released, Florida passed a law that forced him to serve 85 percent of his full sentence before payroll. Can we just fucking chop off Florida and throw him in the moon with Cuba? I'm cool with that. Good God! <laughs> no, we can't do that to Cuba. I'm just saying, Florida, <laughs> you got some fucking problems. If Mike Bloomberg has to pay for ex con- for convicts that serve their time to vote, you've got fucking problems. And you have fucking DeSantis as your governor. That says a lot. When we have finally released it when he was finally released at age 80 in 2010, he was ordered to leave the country. The local media continued to credulously label him as evil and a child molester with no fucking evidence. Do you know what an Alfred plea is? I actually was watching a lot. I don't know why it says Glenn Toward. I think I meant James Toward, but I had Glendale written there. So I uh, I was watching a Law and Order last week. I just say you're gonna fucking bring up Law and Order. No, it's no. either that or the Wire. <laughs> no, go on. I'm listening. Well, an Alfred plea is where you um, you uh, acquiesce to the idea that you're guilty without saying you're guilty. Like you'll you'll take the right, you'll, you'll take, take the, the conviction yeah. even though you didn't do it. Because why does yeah that's another thing that you talked about I don't and look we're not lawyers you watch a lot in order but <laughs> we're not lawyers so I, I didn't don't realize I don't, Steve Alford had such a I big impact I would on love that. to have someone uh, actually we know someone that's uh, a lawyer or Who? went to school went to law school who's that if you listen to loud sports Brandon Plecker oh no shit yeah uh, oh. I'm I'm interested to see how that works because I don't understand this justice system of how pleading guilty when you're innocent and you know you're innocent, like you were mentioning earlier, is somehow going to help your case? No, it's a way... Or somehow it's a to way, lighten the sentence? It's a way for... Uh, it's a way for a for prosecutors to get um, a conviction even... It's, it's just... It's fucked up. Mm. Dan and Fran Keller. Hey, you guys should have thought about that before you got married. That's in a 19- fun one. Uh, Dan 19- and Fran. <laughs> In 1991, in El Paso, a three-year-old girl's statement that a local preschool owner had, oh, God. quote, pooped and peed on her head. <laughs> pooped and peed on her head. And somebody took that seriously. Yeah. That's just a kid talking shit. Right? <laughs> Unreal. Jesus. Blew up into a major a- accusation of satanic ritual abuse involving two other children. In 1992, the defendants, Dan and Frank Keller were sentenced to 48 years in prison, just as in each of the previous cases. Coercive interrogation techniques led to utterly bizarre and outlandish claims of ritual sec- sex acts and other hard-to-prove, harder-to-believe fairy tales. This round involved human dismemberment, blood baptisms, and blood Kool-Aid, and private airplane trips to Mexico. It just sounds like one of every, Friday nights. Every, sing, every single thing in there sounds like something a kid made up. Oh, yeah. Well, and then blood. <laughs> we had blood cooling, and then we had trips to Mexico, and then there were. The worst part about all this is, uh, why aren't prosecutors or lawyers actually doing their job and saying, "Hey, have you guys noticed that a lot of these cases are happening around the same time?" And let's stop pretending kids aren't smart enough to pick things up on the news when they see it on the news. So uh, my thing is. 
I, I'm imagining that these kids saw this or probably heard, like, overheard their parents talking about the McMartin trials or whatever the case may be. Uh, and maybe they heard all that and thought, well, wouldn't that be crazy if we could tell that story? And I'm not blaming kids. I'm just saying no, kids sometimes kids make shit up. The kids are the least to be blamed in all this because exactly because the adults kids. should understand that kids have fucking wild imaginations. Durr. <laughs> the killers were finally released in 2013 after each had served 21 years in prison. Just For to, nothing. Just to give you an idea, um, they could drink. They could, that, you know, a year before he was arrested, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, one of his victims, left his home and was naked in the street. And these two cops... Wasn't he a black man? Maybe. I think... Yeah, but I, the bottom line is that because Dahmer said that that was his lover, his 19-year-old lover, even though the kid was 14, mm-hmm. they let him go. Well, that's what I mean. And I, if they I had thought it was, done a I, routine search of Dahmer's apartment, they would have found a dead body in the bed, yeah. a fucking hand boiling on the stove... I only bring up that, like, I was asking if he's black, because I can't remember if that played, I think that's why played a factor that's part of into it, it too. But, but they released a tape later of the two cops uh, making homophobic statements yeah. afterwards. Guess what happened to one of the cops? He's the fucking head of the fucking policeman's uh, benevolent association in because, Wisconsin. Because in America... Failing up. You fail upwards. I mean, if Janet Reno can have people unjustly I wa- killed, I want to call that guy. I want to call that guy and just be like, "So, um, how do you feel about being responsible for um, at least some of the murders of Jeffrey Dahmer? How do you feel about he, that?" Yeah, we're not going down that road. Fuck him. <laughs> no, no, no. Fuck that guy for sure. But I, I just uh, this one fucking murder. Janet Reno did die. She died in 2016. Oh. I st- I, my point stands. This one, <laughs> this one female murderer in Canada got off with twelve years and is now living somewhere in Canada with a wife and with a husband and two kids. She murdered her own kids while she was married well, to this other and, guy. And it's like, and yet she still has kids of it, her own, and nothing, nothing happened to her. Yeah, and it's like last week where we talked about um, the one man that was accused of of sexually assaulting those kids, and then it turns out the guy that accused him had been a multiple <laughs> times sexual offense you know a pedophile and so and it's just it it, 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 we're getting we're getting it out now because we're gonna get into the fun stuff now to be honest this next section isn't gonna be as fun either i promise you guys stick with us because we're gonna really enjoy ourselves later when we get into geraldo rivera that fucking piece of shit uh, just a heads up (laughs) the next segment starts as right-wing dork geraldo rivera so get excited uh well here's the thing yeah, that, that that's where we're getting to the fun. But we do have yeah, to this, cover this next part because this next, this the Geraldo bit and all that stuff would that's would not later. exist without this. Right. This is kind of what sets off the whole yeah, rock and roll. Geraldo's a fucko. Whole rock and roll aspect of satanic in panic. In the summer of 1984, drug dealer and self-proclaimed Satanist Ricky Casso murdered Gary Lowers. Um, if you're self-proclaimed anything, you aren't. Like if I, hey, I'm a baller. I'm a self-proclaimed no, millionaire, Tyler. <laughs> I'm a self-proclaimed fucking uh, god. Fucking bow down, motherfucker. Hey, pray to me, buckle. <laughs> Jesse Ventura is my guy. Where's your fucking shrine <laughs> to me? Where's your golden calf now? <laughs> the murder traced back to an earlier confrontation between Lowers and Casso. Lowers stole ten bags of PCP from Casso's jacket. After he had passed out at a party, and that's why he killed him because he was a sat- satanist, not because he was a drug dealer. Yeah, not because this guy had was a drug addict and a drug dealer. It's because of Satan. 
return five of the ten bags. Only half. <laughs> He's like, hey, man, look. Look. I get it. I fucked I up. I did the other five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only have five left. Well, why does your face look so weird? Lauer's almost <laughs> so promised to pay repay Casso $50 for the five bags of PCP only that have been. 50? What kind of PCP? 10 bucks a bag? Come on. Dude, I've, I've had better PCP than that. Uh, Casso reportedly beat Lauer's on four occasions. Sorry, I smacked the table. On four occasions. So, yeah. so yeah, I would stop hanging out with that guy if every time I saw him four <laughs> times in a row, he beat the yeah. shit out of me. Like, if yeah. I came over here and like, hey, cool, can Let's I come over? over the podcast. Like, can I come over and record some, uh, some of my music tomorrow? I got here at like 930, and as soon as I walked in, you just clocked me across the face, just beat the fuck out of me, and was like, get out. And I want to make it clear, we're not victim blaming Gary. I don't think I would come over a second time, let alone... <laughs> Four more times. We're not we're not victim uh, blaming Lowers here because Lowers uh, was he was a degenerate drug dealer and fucking whatever, no Cassos dude. was okay. so was Lowers dude he stole ten bags of PCP yeah well he's a degenerate hey thief man and a fucking whatever sometimes you want to get some PCP but you don't want to pay for it mm, I've been there <laughs> according to the coroner's report Casso stabbed Lowers thirty six times. Which led people to believe this was a ritualistic murder, or as we said off uh, uh, on uh, off the air, he was on PC fucking P, <laughs> and he really didn't like this guy because he beat him on several occasions. I mean, for all we know, right before he did it, he was like, "I'm gonna do it 36 times: one, two, three, four, five, and count it all the way." Oh, probably, but no, what, and it wasn't. By the way, what what? fucking scripture are you reading where the devil is like you have to stab another human 36 times never appears in the bible by the way jimmy troiano and albert quinones who were friends of casso and lawers and also idiots were also present at the crime and told police that casso commanded lawers to say say you love satan before he took his life lawers replied with quote i love my mother yeah this happened the f- none of this did not happen. Following the murder, Casso would bring local teens to the site where the body was yeah. and brag about it because he was a dumb motherfucker and a yeah. loser, and all he could do was like pretend to like impress well, this, teenagers. Yeah, this this Casso guy, and I read more about him. He definitely seemed like a guy. <clears throat> excuse me, that um, had extremely low self esteem. He was a coward, and he took pride in bullying people and he took pride in, in having power over and people. And if anybody wants, if Lowers had been like, stop beating me up, like the guy would have been like, well, what? And stopped. No, I, I don't know. I feel like lawyer, lawyer, Lowers would probably have had to like I beat think, him up because I don't think... Well, I think Lowers already... I think Casso already had it in his mind that he was yeah. going to kill Lowers. And from what I was reading about it, Cassos was a violent guy, always been a violent guy, so yeah. he'd only respond to violence. Right. And he would only just respond to that. So he claimed that Satan told him to kill Lowers. He believed that the devil had manifested in the form of a black crow. <laughs> I think of the band, the Baby, black... I'm so yeah. to handle now, yes, sir. <laughs> And when his cock What's coincided... another one of their songs? I was going to sing one, but I couldn't think of another one. <laughs> when his cock coincided hey, with... Hey, man, I'm a lot of kind of calls with, Cas- <laughs> with Caso asking if he should take Little Hour's life, he interpreted it as Satan's approval. Hey, Crow, should I take his life? <laughs> Say she talks to angels! All right, okay. all right you're Caso. I'm, I'll, be, okay, I'll okay. be the Crow. Now, okay, you're right. going to ask me but if you should kill... Yeah. All right. All right. I, crow, okay. Black Crow. Should I, should I kill Lowers? 
Girl! Okay. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> That's me flapping away. That's the bird flying away. <laughs> That's the bird shitting out a car. What the fuck? That's the bird flying away. It's driving home a point that he talked to a fucking crow. He made the crow up, dude. There was no crow. Baby, oh, damn it. That's fucking Buck Cherry. They sound so similar to me. Oh, shit, I man. I love the cocaine. I love the cocaine. You know what? You know that you're a rock band if your first single and big hit is about coke. What? Hey. Well, Eric Clapton's big single was about cocaine. Actually, it's not really about cocaine. And honestly, he'd probably be the most boring dude to do cocaine with. <laughs> Have you seen my guitars? Fuck off, man. God. Back to the story. For months after the murder. (laughs) Now you can't stop thinking of that fucking Black Crow song. No, now I can't stop thinking about doing coke with Eric Clapton. For months after the murder, the media proclaimed Casso as a Satanist part of a cult. The cult was named the Knights of the Black Circle, despite there was no evidence of Casso being involved with them, who were a couple of 10-year-olds in their mom's basement. All right, guys, we're going to be called Knight. We're going to be called uh, the Knights of the, the Black, Black Circle. Circle. And then we're going to play some Dungeons and Dragons. You know what's funny? And, uh, next, Which I love D&D. Yeah, well, I do too. But uh, it's actually funny you mentioned D&D because D&D is actually another aspect to the satanic panic. Oh, of course. Uh, yeah. But uh, yeah. we wanted, we could have done another part on Kids that. Kids doing D&D is like a Ouija board. I've accepted the fact that there's just so much shit that is involved in the satanic panic that we aren't going to cover everything. Yeah. Uh, next spooky season, we'll definitely talk about D&D and the satanic panic. A press release following the incident was released by Suffolk County Police claimed that Castle regularly partook in rituals honoring the devil. No. The notion that or Casso, he was dancing naked because he was on PC fucking P. The notion that Casso was a devil worshiper was further was further backed up by his own father. Yeah, who, he probably likes Satan. Who claimed? <laughs> yeah, that fucking loser. He claimed his son was obsessed with reading about witchcraft and wearing apparel featuring satanic symbols. No, hold on. They're in New York, so it wouldn't sound like Jesse Ventura. Oh. Yeah. So it would be a. Uh, yeah, he probably like no, that's too Boston. It's Chucky. New Yorker. There we go. Yeah, he likes the devil. <laughs> yeah, he likes the devil, hey, that feckin' hey, loser. Hey, he could be the way he is because I beat his teeth in every day, but I'm pretty sure he likes the guy with the horns. He likes Satan. Listen, you know, ever since I bought him that book on witchcraft, he's been obsessed with it. When, Car- <laughs> when well, He Cass- was making a goddamn soup the other day in his big cauldron. <laughs> There was carrots and potatoes. He started he was, and human flesh. He was cackling like a <laughs> wart on his nose. He freaking. took to he took to hanging out with frogs and toads so he could get a wart on his nose. It was crazy. Weird. And I said, "Do you want some, you know, wart remover?" And he was like, "Hell no, Dad. I'm a witch." <laughs> and I said, "What?" And he's like, "I'm a." <laughs> I lost my accent. And, he, it and then matter. he goes, and then he goes, "Hey, Dad, I'm a witch, bitch." <laughs> <laughs> we're entirely keep too in much mind, fun. we're doing this to keep sane because this is so fucked up. Oh my god, yeah. When Castle was arrested, he was wearing an ACDC shirt, which caused the media and ri- radical religious right to start to make the connection. If only he had been wearing a fucking Barry Manilow shirt, dude. I wish the Black Crows existed at this time. Copacabana is a secret love song to the devil. <gasps> Think about it. Kokomo Cove, that sounds like Mandy? a Mandy. Real- 
You're a fine girl. Mandy or Satan? <laughs> Satan, you're a fine girl. No. <laughs> Shadow, when I was young, <laughs> I used to call your name. Oh, yeah. What if it was a Beach Boys shirt? When no one else would come. <laughs> Satan, you always came and you stirred. You and your goat legs. Neil, yeah, Neil Diamond, secret Satanist. Castle was a fan Today of Black Sabbath. we're coming to hell. <laughs> All right, continue. I'm sorry. Tomorrow, <laughs> Castle was a fan of Black Sabbath and Judas Priest, which put them in the camp of satanic music. No, Castle would commit suicide in his cell less than 48 hours yeah, after he was arrested. Fuck you, Castle. Take your fucking sentence like a man. Also, um, sir, yeah, just fuck you. Just fuck yeah, that whole thing. And I, I do feel for love. Fuck the abusive feel, dad who drove him to whatever. We don't. Okay, I made that joke. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know if that's we don't true. Know. But, but more than likely. If someone is violently bullying someone, it's usually because, you know. They were violently bullied themselves. Or, yeah, they had a bad home life. And you, you could. We know that a lot of serial killers or violent criminals. It starts with their upbringing and they don't get the love and compassion that every child should get. So. Uh, maybe that was a factor. We don't know, but I, I just think it's such a bitch coward move by Casso. Be like, I, he he brings people to this dead body, parades it around like I fucking killed him for Satan, and then the minute he gets put in jail and has to pay for his crimes, he hangs himself. And you stayed. So he's all he was a coward. <laughs> Jake, don't speak ill of the dead. Fuck this guy. <laughs> Uh, Him and Neil Diamond that fucking Don't speak ill of the dead. What about if I call Stalin a piece of shit well, for murdering his own people? Don't speak ill of the dead. Don't speak ill of the dead, Tyler. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sorry. This episode's off the rails. Uh, devil worship. Exposing Satan's underground. No. Uh, right-wing dork. Well, as I promised... <laughs> Right-wing dork Geraldo Rivera decided he wanted to help stoke the flames of the satanic panic because he was fucking bored. Let me tell you and, something uh, about the whole the whole Al Capone thing didn't work out so well for him. I'm Geraldo Rivera. I can't do a Geraldo tonight. I can't. I'm Geraldo Rivera. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, he's very Ozzy. You gotta you gotta uh, you gotta talk like. Also, yeah, you just gotta really be really yeah. flamboyant. The two and, are, oh, well, you also have to have a pompous sound like you actually fucking are a legit journalist. Even, I'm Geraldo Rivera. Even though you're peace. The two-hour special aired on NBC and depicted meatheads, oh, metalheads, <laughs> as blood-drinking, grave-robbing, sacrilegious hooligans. You know who the nice, some of the nicest people I've ever met are? Fucking metalheads. Yeah. They're you, nice people. You know who the fuck faces are? Geraldo Rivera. NSYNC listeners. <gasps> Ashley loves it. She, she saw NSYNC live. Okay, I meant... Backstreet Boys. Did you see NSYNC live, Ashley? Yes? You sleeping? I think she's sleeping. All right. <laughs> well, you know you're, you're, you know she's a sadist. Well, we do. We pump. We <laughs> <laughs> well, we pump. Uh, we pump. Uh, she wasn't sleeping. She just didn't want to answer. We, reveal we, we pump nauseous gases into the, the bunker. <laughs> wow. So we don't have much time, Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've already lost our minds. Um, Maybe that's why the episodes are crazy. Then, yeah, no shit though. Seriously, like most of the people I know who are scary are the people who go to church every Sunday <laughs> and freak out if you say "damn." And those are the people that also, you know, deny those are people who that. have torture racks in their basement for young prostitutes. Yeah. 
Um, Jesus. But he's the deacon. No. It then went on to discuss a series of murders involving young people linked with devil worship. The most notorious of of them all was Thomas Sullivan, a 14-year-old who stabbed his mother to death and just so happened to be a fan of... Tyler, you know what I hate more than anything? Me? (laughs) No, I love you, buddy. Uh, No, and I hate this because Geraldo, I guarantee, didn't believe any of this shit. And he decided, how am I going to get ratings? Well, everybody's scared of this satanic panic because we all know if you want to make it in media, you have to find what everybody's afraid of and then crank it up to 11. So he takes this situation where this... no, In no way does art make you kill anyone. I'm sorry. It's just not true. Unless you are already brainwashed by some psychotic fascist that's giving you propaganda, there's no way you listen to Black Sabbath and stab your mom. I listen to Black Sabbath. I've never stabbed my mom. Yeah, me neither. Crazy. I, I don't even listen to Black Sabbath. I, I'm already pretty heated about uh, Geraldo because he's a fucking idiot. Also, Ozzy Osbourne would also appear as a guest via satellite. What are we doing, Sharon? And when asked about the connection between his music and a number of the crimes that had been mentioned, he was more or less cut off before he could give a substantial defense. Well, I was doing a lot of drugs yeah. and wine and so, uh, Sharon. We've got we got Geraldo talking to Ozzy. We got a clip, and again, keep in mind this is. I love how he sings clear, but when he talks, he's like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. But but in concert, Perry Mason. <laughs> like what? Uh, Ozzy, Ozzy, the song starts. Yeah. Finish with my woman. Like immediately just jumps in it. Um, <laughs> on a crazy train. Yes, chatter between songs is like, what the fuck did he just say? Did he? I have some gum, Ozzy. It'd be like if Sylvester Stallone could sing. I he was asking for gum. <laughs> Guys, he's a Satanist. He bites the heads off bats. Um, Anyway, this is. Have you guys ever heard about that story? About how he basically did it because he was fucking wasted and he thought this. He. He. he, The way he remembers it and Sharon is that he. This was his last shot at getting a solo uh, record deal. And Sharon was the one who really did all the work, but he was still wasted. She hadn't got him into. Figuring out that he needed to get clean yet. Um, but he was wasted at this point. And he, I think he carried a, I can't remember, but he had the bat or he had it with him as something else, uh, maybe like a pet or something. And then he just, while he wasted, he had this br- moment of inspiration. Like, if I bite this head off this thing in front of these studios, well, yeah, because it's going to freak people the fuck out. And yeah. they signed him right there. Because you have to get, you got to. He do didn't eat the head. It's it's yeah. When you're chasing, uh, when you're chasing fame and you, and you want to get noticed, you have to do really outlandish shit. Do I think it was a good idea? Do I think it was smart? No. No, and he regrets it still to yeah. this day because he killed another living here's creature. A, here's a funny thing about Ozzy, and you you know you could get maybe get it from the reality show that they did, <laughs> but uh, Ozzy's a Christian. Ozzy's wearing crosses all the fucking time. He just sings about Satan because it sells. <laughs> also, uh, when he was growing up, uh, like a lot of people, like Pink Floyd and a lot of other kids in the uh, British school system, a lot of them were brought up in uh, private Catholic uh, 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 schools, 
and um, were well, uh, abused yeah. and everything by by the nuns and the priests and everything like that. So that's where a lot of that anti-schooling comes yeah. from in those songs is because they were really, really sick of being beat up when they were little kids. Wait. And fuck you, British schools. Wait a minute. What? The song Another Brick in the Wall is about schooling and bad schooling? Oh, most of Pink Floyd's <laughs> catalog is about how much Roger Waters hated growing up in, in his oh, life. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're, Pink Floyd doesn't make happy, didn't make happy songs. Uh, so anyway, this is a mm. clip from... Oh, this is going to be good. Devil Worship Exposing Satan's Underground. <laughs> it's about a minute or so long. Uh, and keep in mind, you're going to... If, if you grew up as a, you know, our generation... I would say millennials are the last ones that got the VHS. Because DVD didn't come around until like 2001-ish. I uh, millen- what what what's millennials like eighty five, uh, to like ninety something. I don't. Know. Yeah, but it was when they were really little and no, the, dude. The first I, I have memories media, of VHS, right? Uh, but the first mass media you owned was DVDs. No, really, no. They didn't discontinue VHSs until the aughts, man. No. Yeah, you could still get like Spider-Man. Oh, no, I, I had a first Spider-Man movie in 2002 on fucking VHS. My, I know. My neighbor uh, gave me one of those uh, TV VHS uh, combos back <laughs> when I lived in Denver. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I had all these uh, VHS tapes from when I worked yeah. at Salvation Army. And I'm like, so thank God. So if you happen to be a millennial or you know an older generation, you're going to love this because it has that sweet. Oh, the VHS. Yeah. Beautifully crisp VHS sound. <laughs> Beautiful VHS audio here. So. Ozzy gets brought on, and this is this is a nothing interview. I watched it, and it's like barely a minute long, and it's kind of pointless. Ozzy, yeah, I know that your lyrics are less excessive yeah. than groups like yeah. uh, Slayer or Venom or uh, Iron Maiden or some of the others, but still, for some reason, maybe it's because you've been a- around for so long. I see tattoos of your name on some of these, uh, you know, teenage devil worshippers' arms. Wherever I see devil graffiti and satanic graffiti, I see your name also. Do you feel a sense of responsibility, Oz? The only responsibility I feel is, is the fact that I, I just, I'm, a, I'm a true musician in what I play. I don't, I don't want to make anybody start doing all this devil worship crap because that's not my intention. Although I have sung on a few oh, no songs shit. about the devil, you know, that's about it. You know, I, I don't want anyone to harm themselves. What about the intention. issue of responsibility? What about the whole thing about guilt? Do you feel responsible? I don't, I don't feel, I don't feel guilty. You shouldn't. I feel. Um, Kind of persecuted by everybody. I feel, um, I'm not rich a bad as guy. fuck. I'm, 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 Thanks for helping me. To harm anyone. In fact, it's, dead, it's directly the opposite. Like when people come to my concerts, I want them to have a good, fun evening out, you know. And it's, it's, it seems to me that a lot of people judge the book the by the beef I got is with pets. So they, they write things about me where they don't even know that I talk, what they're talking about, you know. Yeah, so then after that, uh, Geraldo kind of just shuffles Burst him off. into flame. Oh, oh, sorry. But that that makes That's me what should have happened. That makes me laugh. Is Geraldo uh, ignores it, his response and says, yes. "What about responsibility? What about responsibility for fucking what?" He just told you he doesn't understand. He it. said, "I don't want them to be. I don't want them. Like he's he's denouncing them. He's condemning them, saying like I, that's not what I'm about. That's if people would actually listen to the lyrics." They would know that's not what I'm about, and that's the thing: is these motherfuckers are so lazy, and they don't want to do the research. They don't want to do the work. 
Well, okay, so a couple things. Um, it's also art. You can interpret however the fuck you want. A couple things that I do want to uh, kind of um, make uh, certain that we're well aware of. Uh, the first thing is that um, Monty Python made two movies uh, in the 80s uh, about religious subjects. And one of them was uh, The Holy Grail, The Search for the Holy Grail, and the other one was The Life of Brian. Now, if you've seen both of those movies, you know Monty Python's Search for the Holy Grail is a hell of a lot more heretical. 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 <laughs> heretical and anti-church than the life of Brian. But guess which one the Catholic Church decided to get pissed well, off about? Well, because they had that one scene where they no, because they picked up the sandal and they, they all started worshiping the sandal. Well, it's mainly the, the, the point that they're trying to make is that you're making fun of Jesus and like, well, first of all, Jesus only shows up in the movie like once. I've never the, actually at, seen at the sermon. Uh, he shows up at the Sermon on the Mount and Brian is, is miss, uh, he's, He's missed, you know, whatever by by a bunch of peasants as as the son of God, and he doesn't want to be because he's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and that's the whole point of the movie is how stupid. Anyway, the point yeah. is is that you got to stop that nonsense, okay? Just just fucking stop. And also, like, also again, if somebody wants to get a tattoo of Ozzy's logo because they like him as a musician, that doesn't make him a fucking devil worshiper. No. If they like, and it's just. Would you say the same thing if you got a fucking Duran Duran tattoo, Geraldo? If somebody had that, actually, I would. Yeah. What if I got a tattoo where it's a wolf in the moon? It says "Hungry like the wolf." Would I'd you be like, "So Satanism, huh?" <laughs> yeah, but yeah. Why don't we talk about that? So I was Neil in, Diamond and last, Duran Duran were real <laughs> Satanists. <laughs> one last thing is, I grew up in the '80s, and I was in junior high in the late '80s, uh, towards the end of the decade. And uh, one of my really good friends, who's still a good friend of mine to this day, and actually inspired me to pick up the guitar and start writing my own songs and and being a you know uh, playing live shows and all that stuff, uh, was this guy named Ari. And him and his uh, a couple of guys that he that we went to school with, they got up and they played um, uh, uh, "For Whom the Bell Tolls" and "One" by Metallica. And they were really, really good. And it was like, holy crap, like I've never heard like people my age playing this and mm-hmm. sounding that good. And uh, before the night of the actual thing, uh, before they were able to actually perform one in front of audiences, any audiences, school or at night with the parents, uh, the uh, principal said, no, you can't do that because that song promotes suicide. <laughs> anybody, anybody here heard one? Anybody here know what that's like, what that's about? All I got to say is suicide is the last of that part guy's problems, right? But yeah. it's that same kind of bullshit because one, one of our classmates had committed suicide. Re- uh, I think this was in eighth grade, but in seventh grade, one of our classmates committed suicide, and it was a high-profile thing because he was drunken on drugs when he killed himself. And yeah. it was actually really, really awful. He was like talking to the, a girl and, that and, we went to school with here, on the phone when he shot yeah. his face off. And here's the thing. Sorry if, to bring that up, West High kids. If, 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 but my thing is, like, it is always something so fucking dumb and something so outrageous, like satanic rituals and blood cults and all this dumb stuff, instead of, hey, maybe we should ask, why did, what made this kid stab his mom 14 times? Or not 14 times, the 14 year that stabbed his mom. Why did he do that? What made him do that? Maybe we should look into mental health. 
Maybe we should do that. But no, it's the 80s and the 90s, so it's, hey, man, suck it up. You can't cry. You're a man. It's this stupid shit where it's like, if you people would have just taken some time to, A, pay attention to your kids, mm-hmm. or B, notice that there's something wrong and see if you can get them help. Also, are you not aware of the fact that uh, humankind is is inherently evil? That's, and well, uh, we, don't we don't need any help from outside sources I disagree. to be assholes. I disagree. I'm glad you do. I disagree. I think it's But the last eight months have proven to me <laughs> that I am not wrong about this. No, people are just dumb. <laughs> Evil, dumb, doesn't I, I matter. I disagree. I think that people... Well, because you say I dumb, I say willfully ignorant, like ignorant on purpose. I think it's so much harder to teach a child how to hate than to love. Well, absolutely. You're right about that. So that's what I'm saying is maybe if you would ha- pay attention to your kid and give them the proper love and care oh, that yeah, every I'm child sorry. would have... I was speaking about adults. No, but I get what you mean. I understand what you mean. Yeah, kids are innocent until... They start dealing with adults, and then... Yeah. Until they start drinking the blood Kool-Aid. Well, duh. Yeah. So, by the way, fuck you, Geraldo. Yeah, because of the stupid special and the already fever pitch levels of panic, heavy metal is now in the crosshairs of parents' hysteria. Rather look at each case separately as the kid's uh, upbringing or possible undiagnosed mental illness... The public wanted a scapegoat. The easy target was heavy metal music. Well, these guys are talking about the devil all the time. They've got to be Satanists. Do you know what caused me to do drugs and alcohol? To start abusing drugs oh, and alcohol? Oh, I know. The world sucks, Jake. and you wanted to get high. No. Oh, well, I feel like try that's again, try one again, of them. Try again. Uh, you liked them? No, it was totally, it was, it, was all, it was all Twisted Sister and Def Leppard. Damn it. Pour some How sugar. How the fuck is Def Leppard on? What? All Def, all Def Leppard's wrote. We'll get to that. All their songs were just about fucking. Yeah. <laughs> Do you not like fucking Christians? Because I love it. Wait, do you like fucking Christians or fucking comma Christians? That's the real question. Well, either one. Uh, so this next as section. As long as it's consensual, either one. Exactly. It doesn't matter. That's uh, this thing. next. This next section is also, it's it's part tragic. Uh, we lost a gas station attendant, dude. <laughs> I mm. couldn't find that Bill Hicks clip. It's okay. Uh, no, but... Uh, no, I do think it is sad. I do think it is a little... Of course. B- it's uh, sad that yeah. somebody lost their lives, yes. but they took their own lives and because they were fucked up on alcohol and drugs. Yeah. So don't blame a fucking song. Blame how they got those drugs and alcohol at that age. They weren't old enough. Yeah. And yet they fucking got wasted somehow. Now, wait a second. We live in a society that creates uh, an issue for parents to be home because they have to work two and three jobs to support themselves. So how can you be at home to watch your uh, kid not get drunk? Yeah. So, gee, maybe you're right. You know what? It was society that caused me. You're right. <laughs> well, I was going to... Change was... my mind. Change <laughs> my answer. Excuse me. Well, I was going to say, and this is another thing, I think that a, a, a crucial part to the satanic panic, we talked about how maybe the kids saw this stuff on TV and they did that. But obviously what the big problem was is parents get bored sometimes, I think. And yeah, I get it. That, that, yeah, I'm not a parent, and I know that having and what I've seen my personal experience seeing someone else have kids, I know how demanding a kid is, and I know how um, it can be rough. Because you know, at a certain point, you got you know when you have kids, you you give up your 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 freedom in a sense that you're saying you this kid is more important than me right now. This kid, I have to make sure that he can sur- he or she can survive. I have to make sure that they are sheltered and sometimes that means you're home more 
And sometimes the kid goes to bed and you're like, I don't know what to do. You flip on the news and you see the satanic panic shit and you're like, ooh, I'm intrigued now. Oh, shit, could my kid be into Satanism? Like, it's it's a level of boredom, I think. Hit a level. You know what I mean? Sorry, I'm reading ahead and I'm just getting which really it, pissed. Which is also how we got, how we, which is where we are with all the QAnon shit that came out this oh, year. Jesus Pe- Christ. Because of the pandemic, we were forced to be stuck at home and people got fucking bored. And they start buying Played into the right QAnon into shit. Hands. Speaking of QAnon, good job, Facebook. It took you, I don't know, fucking long enough to get rid of QAnon to purge them from your site. Also, if you're a QAnon uh, person, turn off the turn it off. Turn off the podcast and, and go. Stop sharing a stupid hashtag and actually help kids. Don't go. don't give me this whole they're drinking adrenochrome. Shut up, you idiot. What the fuck off? That's a fucking joke from That's a not movie. Real. Adrenochrome isn't real. I know. <laughs> anyway, let's go. James Vance versus Judas Priest. Maybe the biggest example of the satanic panic in heavy metal music came in 1985. 20-year-old James Vance tried to sue the band Judas Priest because he's an idiot. After a night of partying, James Vance and his friend Raymond Belknap, who was like 16, uh, and looked up to James Vance. I remember this story. Yeah. Went to a local playground and shot themselves. Belknap would die because somehow he was smarter. But Vance lived. Well, I don't... I'm saying, like, I'm just saying at least he knew where to, to put it to make sure to, he got it to, done. You need to tread lightly, because this sounds like hardcore victim boy. You're right. I'm sorry. No, look, all I'm saying is if you listen to the Bill Hicks, like, bit, you know where I'm coming from, okay? Look. Uh, no, but uh, I... I <laughs> he basically says two less gas station tenants in the world, okay? <laughs> my, sorry. My thing is... And he's joking. I know what you're. So I. I know what you're saying, and I know that you're not someone that jokes about suicide. No, I think I'm it's just... awful that this happened. But at the same time, dude, what what the fuck are you blaming your goddamn band for this? Yes. Blame the alcohol. Blame the fucking kids having no supervision whatsoever because their parents had to work fucking three jobs. And when we get to the third paragraph of this, Rob fucking Halford will tell you why. Okay. Yeah. Belt nap. I just want to clarify you're before right, we right. we get people you're right. saying you're victim blaming. Yeah, I'm not. <clears throat> Belknap would die, but Vance lived, albeit horribly disfigured. Vance placed a shotgun under his chin and pulled the trigger. His face was reconstructed with hundreds of hours of plastic surgery. Um, real quick, before we move on, I, I can't fucking imagine, like, what would be your next thought? If, if you were James Vance mm-hmm. and you did that yeah. and pulled the trigger and you were still there and somehow it missed or something no like how long would it take you to feel like pain <laughs> and be like oh yeah. shit well cause you're definitely <laughs> like, gonna you're gonna have nothing but shock and adrenaline <laughs> and it's like I it, can't imagine I, like, like what that first thought would be like I would like to imagine <laughs> his ears were ringing cause it was a gun right so I'd like to think and I hate using this as a default but mm. this is the only thing I can think of because I was never I've never been in war. I've never had PTSD or anything. Right, right. But it sounded to me, I would imagine it, his ears would be ringing, and it would be like fucking Saving Private Ryan. Oh yeah, where he's yeah, kind of yeah. like when just he, complete shock. Yeah, like whenever yeah. that happens to Tom Hanks in that movie, yeah, I, yeah, I think yeah. I'd like to think that is probably his reaction of like, oh my god, my friend just killed himself, and I'm somehow alive, and um, my fucking face is gone. I don't like. I, I can't, Jesus. And that's why I do feel for them a little bit. I do, I uh, I feel for Vance in a sense that I think that he was a a, a, a kid who, because even though he's 20, he's still a kid, you know? Yeah. And I think that, I, I feel bad in the sense of that where they don't, re- I, I think they were, they were fucking high. They were drunk, they were high. 
And when you're that age and you're at drunk and high, um, having a gun is not a good idea. Yeah, yeah. Uh, How did they have access to a gun? Right. I mean, and 20 it, years old is not 21. How did they have access to alcohol? And from what I remember, Belknap the, was a young kid, was like a teenager yeah, he in was high in, school. Yeah, he was 16, yeah. Yeah, and right. he looked up to James Vance because yeah. he worked at like a gas... He worked at some place in town, and that's where he knew him from, and that's how he could get like alcohol, I think. Yeah. And because there was no parental supervision, because obviously parents are working all the time, I mean, it's just, it's a combination of factors all coming together at once in one horrible, awful, fucking tragic night, dude. Or, d- but, or day. But I'm not where, sure what but, time of day. And this, this is where you were, co- and I now, you know, I see where you're coming from in a sense. Where it, I do have sympathy for them, and I do have sympathy for their families, but, and this is a big but, I lost a lot of sympathy when he blamed a band, a music group. Uh, right. Blamed a band, he right. blamed a song. It's like, own up to the mistake. It was a horrible, tragic. Why fuck did you put society on trial, man? <laughs> exactly. Fuck. It was a horrible, tragedy thing. And again, I don't want to victim blame him, but I do want to say that he does have a responsibility to say, "Hey, we made this decision." Nobody in Judas Priest was telling him to kill himself. Nobody in Judas Priest was telling his friend to kill himself. And I, I understand that maybe that was yeah. his. And again, I can't get in the, well, the, the next paragraph. Yeah, and that. I can't get in the head of the, uh, of him. And why he did it and what happened, but uh, well, he tells us in the next paragraph, yeah, which is all bullshit. The following is a direct quote from James Vance. He was interviewed for the documentary Dream Deceivers, which was also probably another bullshit. No, whatever. no, it's it's oh. it's more on the side. It's on the side of Jewish priest. Okay, good. After Belknap killed himself, Vance recalls there was blood everywhere. Yeah, that will happen. Yeah. Then he took up the gun. This is, I'm sorry, but fuck you, James Vance. I was going to shoot myself. It was like I had no control over it. I didn't want to die, but I shot myself. Rather, you were fucking panicking because you just convinced your teenage friend to kill himself because <laughs> you were fucking bored. And then, oh shit, well, I got to kill myself now too. I don't want to die, but I have to. Otherwise, I'll get sent to jail. Sorry, man. I'm sorry. This is bullshit. All of it. While in the hospital, Vance sent a letter to Belknap's mom, and this is bullshit too. It said, I believe that alcohol, yes, and heavy metal music such as Judas Priest, no, led us to be mesmerized. And mesmerized, no, wasted, and no control over your, not not no control, but little control over your inhibitions. Hey, you know what's a big inhibition of mine, Jake? Mm. Not dying. I'm just yeah. saying, look, I've been fucking wasted plenty of times and wanted to die. Mm. I have had thoughts about, God, I wish I was dead. Have I ever taken up anything? No, Be- because it wasn't about the alcohol and the drugs. It was my depression and my anxiety. Okay, now, I hate if, if James Vance had depression and anxiety that caused him to do that. I feel, I feel for him. I feel for him for not getting therapy and getting help. But... Take some fucking responsibility. Nobody put that shotgun under your chin. Yeah. And that, sorry, I, I man. Like, and, okay. Well, you're you're coming at this a different angle than I did because I've I've never been in the, in that mindset or been in that frame of. I have. I don't have that frame of reference, but. Well, when you're drinking a four week old uh, beer on the floor of your Denver apartment, smoking butts out of the ashtray because you can't afford a pack of smokes, and you're just praying for a quick death while you cry on the phone to your mom. I told yeah, them you, this uh, would be the fun episode. Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> the no, next day, while I was on a train back to Iowa. Uh, uh, no, I, 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 I you're sorry. I, I, 
Okay. I, I just, I'm glad that you did go on that little diatribe there because you, you, I see why you're so upset. And I, I, I understand why you're so harsh on this because you can't, and, it, and it's not, it's not victim blaming. It's, you can't, you have to own up to what you did. It's the same with Kim Reynolds. It's the same with our governor. It, it, I understand that you were a recovering alcoholic, and that's awesome that you're recovering. But to blame other people for being alcoholics? Fuck you, you piece of shit. You know, when I got a DUI um, in Denver after, you know, flipping my car like four times on Colfax Avenue and taking out a fucking streetlight, do you think when I went, on, uh, when I went to uh, court, do you think they said, hey, you know what, if you just blame the alcohol, you'll get off, man? No, they yeah. said it was your fault, you dumb fuck, and they were right. They were right. My inhibitions were lowered, causing me to go, yeah, driving is a good idea. <laughs> but it was still me doing it. Yeah. Sorry. It's, if you understand it like that, then I hope you can understand that I am far from victim blaming. All I'm right. just upset that All they right. can't. Yeah. Okay. Let's have some fun. Move on. Uh, no, let's have some <laughs> fun. So this clip. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Some of these clips are from Dream Deceivers. Some of these clips are from a news report depressing about everybody. the trial. <laughs> No, I'm glad you shared that, though. That's important that people understand why you were so angry about this. Um, this first clip is from, well, you know what? Let the clip just explain it to you. <laughs> Hold on. I have to turn the thing Sorry. on. I didn't turn the mic on. Gotcha. He says the song Better By You, Better Than Me contains the barely audible words, do it. Repeated over and over. No, they don't. And each time do it is increased in hysterical intensity. So it's do it, do it, do it, do it. And we pulled 12 of those out of that one song. No, you didn't. Who the fuck is that? No, you didn't. I'll, I'll play the beginning of the clip because people didn't hear the beginning because I didn't have the mic turned all the way up. Professor of marketing who has written extensively on subliminal messages. Oh, I, Professor I, of marketing. Yeah. Who's no worked, who, who, who? But Tyler, see... He worked with subliminal messaging. Sure. So he's automatically a fucking... So he would know. So he's automatically a fucking audio engineer. <laughs> like, what? So why are we listening to a guy who gets paid massive amounts of money to lie to you and get you to buy shit you don't need? Subliminally sell you shit you don't need, but we're going to listen to him I'm about go Satanism. Ahead. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and never listen to that guy ever. Ever. About anything. Um... When asked about the lyrics that drove Vance and Belknap to shoot themselves, Judas Priest frontman Rob Halford had this to say, Rob Halford. I never perceived it as a deep and meaningful lyric, because it wasn't. Mm -mm. He would say that Judas Priest doesn't write songs about love. 99% of the top 40 in America at any given moment, uh, of, the, of the top 40 songs in America at any given moment are about love. We feel that we're a bit more intellectual than that. And that's a good quote. That's true. Um, it's easy to write a song about love. Oh yeah, it's it's the most common emotion. It's the most loving you is like a punch in the dick. Loving you is <laughs> like a punch in the dick. <laughs> the other band members stay tuned. Would <laughs> would go on to say this about their music: "quote an artistic expression of the feeling of isolation and frustration that living in the modern world can give you." There we go. Tyler's walked out because Tyler's like, man, it's almost like. None of this has to do with Satanism or killing it's, yourself. It's almost like the reason why James Vance and Brayman Bellinap was because they were feeling the feeling of isolation and frustration that living in the modern world can give you. And you know what? This is the most... Remember when I said we'd find out? Yeah, and the, here's the most upsetting thing. 
is Belknap and Vance probably felt that. That's why they liked Judas Priest. Duh. And, yeah. Eventually, the court came to their senses and Judas Priest won the case. I, I do get it just real Oh, touch. buddy, we're not yeah. even, we haven't even scratched the surface of the stupidity of this trial. Oh, no, no. I just want to, uh, I just want to mention something that kind of has to do with, um, you know, frustration and why they like Judas Priest and whatnot. Um, I'm a big fan of Soundgarden. And uh, anybody who knows Soundgarden knows that their lyrics are pretty, you know, pretty dark. Their music is pretty dark. And uh, during a promotional tour for um, Down on the Upside, which was their last studio album uh, before their most recent one back in the 90s. Um, well, they've had other stuff. The, the they had Down on the Upside, and then they released uh, something animals um, in the aughts mm. or in the tens. Uh, yeah, and then they came back, and but they were broken up for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's and he what had I, done. That's what Chris I meant. Cornell had done. Audio slave in that. Yeah, exactly. Before he joined Audio Slave, that was their last. Anyway, so he's on a promotional tour, and MTV was doing like a little thing, and they were making the video for uh, mm-hmm. um, Dirty News, uh, and he was talking about. Uh, they were like, "Hey, so um, why is it that all of your songs and lyrics and everything are are really dark and depressing and stuff?" And he said this. He said, "You know." It's really not about me. I mean, it's cathartic for me, but really what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to reach out to that kid who was just like me when I was that age, who's just feeling isolated and depressed and feels like nothing is worth living for. And then maybe they listen to my lyrics and they think, wow, somebody else feels like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was the best fucking answer I could ever hear. Yeah. And I love him for it. And I'm so fucking sorry that he just couldn't. Well, and, and and that's the thing is like a different story. Um, another story. These guys, these these artists, they're not writing about Satan. They're writing about their experiences in life. Have and, you and listen to any of my lyrics? <laughs> I mean, it's all about all my lyrics are about struggling with drugs and alcohol. So we're gonna we're yeah. gonna continue. We have three more clips Fun. from this trial. Okay, and they get dumber as we as we listen. <laughs> uh, so this is part two, right. and at this part they have isolated some audio. And they have, they believe, and they reversed it. So we just listened to Dumb and Dumber. This is Dumb and Dumber Er, oh and then God. the third one will be Dumb and Dumber Two, right? <laughs> uh, oh God, I don't even know what to make of this. So <laughs> this this is really great. Did so they think that they think that along with the do it, do it, they think there's a part that says fuck God, or fuck no, fuck the Lord. They refer to it as f the Lord because they have to quorum. But they believe <laughs> that the isolated clip is reversed that's saying, fuck the Lord. And I want and I have just this this audio clip that they were talking about. And I want you guys to hear it. And I'll play it multiple times for you. And I'm gonna tell you right now, it's fucking gibberish because it's reversed. <laughs> it's anybody that has any work with audio engineering or done any sort of audio production, when you in when you put a song on the radio, you reverse the cuss word. You don't beep it, you just reverse it. So when you hear somebody and they're cussing, nip, 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 that's what it sounds like. You know, something like that. This is this is apparently Judas Priest saying "fuck the Lord." Would uh, you, Miss, would you tell us what of your uh, reverse phrases we are hearing now? Um, F F F the Lord. Whatever's on this sheet that somebody handed me, because I don't I don't know about you, but I couldn't hear shit. It does kind of sound like saying "fuck would the you, Lord," but you know how you many times I had to listen your, to that uh, clip. We are hearing now. How many times I had to listen to that fucking clip to get that? Also, um, one more time, one oh, more time. Yeah, Let me yeah, see yeah. if you can hear it. Um, 
Well, I got to finish this dipshit talk. Expletive galore. Okay, one more time. Would you... You know, that sounds like um, when I'm recording on GarageBand and I have uh, like a, a distorted guitar patch on. And like before I, you know, like when it's just, I'm just waiting to record a part. Yeah, yeah. That's what that sounds like. It doesn't sound like words. And by the way. It's because they reversed the you, fucking lyrics. Did you notice that, uh, that we already knew what the phrase that pays was? Before we heard that, yeah, and that's the only reason that we were able to. Yeah, if I didn't determine- know that the phrase was "fuck the Lord," I would. I wouldn't never even think it was that. a human. No, I would have never guessed that. That's somebody talking. It's literally someone saying a it phrase. Sounds like your cat got caught in the fucking sliding glass <laughs> door, <laughs> I motherfucker. Was the whole time when I when I'm getting the audio clips for the show, <laughs> I did think that I was like, this sounds like a fucking dying animal of some kind. <laughs> what is this shit? I'll make right. the sound of a dying giraffe. What does that sound like? Wah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. This is clip number three. Oh, God. Uh, here we go. With regards to, to the real this is Rob Halford. The witness, the, this, the whole case is based on, on this so-called expert's testimony, and it appears to be more and more shallow. You know, this guy's no qualifications, and... Uh, you know, it, it just doesn't seem to be. Uh, they, don't, they just don't seem to be. Don't seem to be able to prove in any way, shape, or form whatsoever that there are these subliminal messages on the album. Yeah, Rob, you're right. Weird. It's weird that uh, these guys. And it, you know what's really fucking funny about this this trilogy we've done uh, is the fact that everybody that are these these prosecutors, these geniuses that are. are are on the fucking front lines of battling Satanism have no qualifications because qualifications for something this fucking dumb shouldn't exist and they don't exist. Final clip, here's Rob Halford and oh my fucking gosh, oh my fucking gosh. I, I, I didn't think this could get dumber and I didn't think it could get funnier, but it did. At one point in this trial, they asked Rob Halford to sing the lyrics of the song in the trial. Take it away, Rob. We've gotten to the point. What did she ask him? Well, she asked about the inflection. She was asking if the inflection was breathing. Or if there's a certain special inflection, he doesn't. He goes, that's just the way I sing it. We got to the point where they made this man sing in court to, to, to prove... Who was that? His phone went off. Uh, to, to, to prove that he wasn't singing a song backwards or had the song engineered to be sung backwards because he didn't. <laughs> It's just, come on, what are we doing? This is this was taxpayer dollars, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if it was actually taxpayer dollars, but somebody paid for a lawyer. Judas to, Priest didn't pay for it. To to have Rob Halford sing in court. The fucking lawyers didn't fucking pay for it. Guess who paid for it? James Vance didn't fucking pay for it. Fuck you, Dylan. Fuck you, Dylan. Uh, Puts too many pencils. I want before we leave this this section. I want you to listen to what Rob Halford had to say because this is something that you could be saying for all three of these episodes that we've done. 
Today, with regards to, to the real credibility of the witness, the, this, the whole case is based on, on this so-called expert's testimony, and it appears to be more and more shallow. You know, this guy's no qualifications, and uh, you know, it, it just doesn't seem to be. Uh, they, they just don't seem, to be, don't seem to be able to prove in any way, shape, or form whatsoever that there are these subliminal messages on the album. Yep. Yeah, because yep. we didn't put any. Yeah, because why would we? But why would we? We're gonna have some more fun, guys. Because we've got two more sections. A little sticker that changed music. Yeah. In 1985, and that's what I was showing him, was Two Live Crews Band in the USA, which was such a shit song, but it sold a billion copies. Cause, because you put that on, it would sell. Because of Tipper fucking Gore, man. Do you have Tipper Gore in here somewhere? No, I don't. Oh, dear God. What a... Tell me about him. Let me tell you, because Al Gore's wife was... We all love Al Gore now, but Tipper Gore was the biggest piece of shit Do in the Do we love 80s. Al Gore? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, Nancy had drugs, okay? And then Tipper was fucking all about... Satanism. Pretty much. The PMRC was her baby. Mm. Uh, in 1985, she was the one who called all those people to Congress and shit. Yeah, wait, we have she clips. She was a, she was a, a congressman or, or congressperson. The Parents Music Resource Center <laughs> was formed to essentially try to stop the satanic music, which there is none. Yeah, there's yeah. I, I would rather you stop like the uh, the the uh, white supremacy bands. That's who I would like. Yeah, what to about stop the skinhead bands that are out there? Yeah, well, that's just you know music. Well, they're just yeah. You know, it's just to sell records. But but damn it, don't let Snoop Dogg cuss and talk about smoking that marijuana or booties and hoes and having sex with whores. Fuck the what is even a hoe? Do they do they have sex with guardian guarding implements? Uh, uh. The PMRC submitted this playlist of songs they deemed inappropriate. The list dubbed the Filthy Fifteen. Great. By the way, you fucking helped them. You idiots. Included a two live crew song, but not that one, but a different one. But that's what I'm saying. That helps. They don't understand. Exactly. They sold it better. Dude, than nobody they gives a fuck about two live crew if Tipper Gore doesn't exist. Why? Because they were a shitty fucking rap band from Florida. Tipper, I hardly know her. <laughs> Zing was used to serve as a template. The Filthy 15 was used as a template for proposed legislation regarding how albums should be rated. Fucking legislation for this shit. Unreal. Suggesting that they should come out, come with extra warnings if the content pertained to sex, violence, drugs, slash alcohol, or the occult. So every song? That everything, has, every song? Everything. Every song? Of the 15 songs, nine were metal, including Judas Priest's Eat Me Alive, <laughs> Motley Crue's Bastard, ACDC's Let Me Put My Love Into You, Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it. How is that satanic? Uh, it's not, but it's uh, rebelling against authority, which I, I'll be damned if I'm going to let my fucking American kids rebel against authority in my flag. How dare you stand up for yourself and say, I'm not going to take it from my government? Um, this next one is not even worth like re like reading, but I have to. Because the song's so stupid. It's a, the band is stupid. I hate Wasp. Do you know I love hair metal. White Anglo-Saxon Protestant is what Wasp stands for, by the way. So why would you fuck off? Anyway, animal fuck like a beast. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So edgy. We put you know fuck what? in our song. Hey, you time. know what? I wrote a song like that when I was in junior fucking high. Wasp, you fucking losers. <laughs> Jesus. No, seriously, that is something you write in your notebook when you're 15 because you think you're fucking edgy. <laughs> and then you listen to it again when you're 40, and I'm like, I can't believe I listened. I like that song. It's just you going like fuck. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Def Leppard's High and Dry. Again, Def Leppard was only about banging. All their songs are about and, sex. And, or, or maybe about getting fucked up. Getting, yeah. Getting drunk. Because it's hair metal. All hair metal was was getting fucked up and getting laid. That's all the songs were Duh. about. 
Duh. And that's why we like hair metal because it's fun party music. I, we wish they were. We were them. Merciful, <laughs> Sorry, merciful fates into the coven. <laughs> Also a shitty band and a shitty song. Yeah, I've never heard of them. Black Sabbath's thrash. Again. Whatever. Let me let me let me point something out here. Uh NIB, that song, he talks about the literal line. There's a literal line of di- lyrics in this. This is shows these idiots never listen to their fucking music. Because you can even go back to ACDC. ACDC has a song called Highway to Hell, Hell's Bells. Uh they uh, they wrote about the devil and hell all the fucking time. If you want blood, you've got it. Yeah. Feeling like a Christian, locked in a cage, thrown to the lions. Like, come on. Uh, but but even better, Black Sabbath has a so- two songs in particular I can think of that mention Lucifer multiple times, like uh, War Pigs, which is an anti-war song, but he said... Uh, oh, or no, God. he says Satan in it. He says Satan laughing spreads his wings. Yeah, because he's talking about the fucking warmongers and he's saying getting that, their just desserts. Yeah, he's saying they're going to hell and being captured by Satan. And in the song NIB, he's saying, my name is Lucifer, come take my hand. And which song do they pick? Thrashed. Thrashed. Dumb fuck. They just they just picked a bunch because of because again ones. Black Sabbath had openly admitted Ozzy Osbourne had openly admitted he didn't believe those things. And it, he said that he wrote scary songs. He wanted to scare people. Wasn't the James? Wasn't the Judas Priest song uh, that they were on trial for uh, better than you, better than me? Yeah. Okay. So why is Eat Me Alive on the list? They also you had. Get us, this they is also had asinine. The, and we'll talk about this later when we play the D. Snyder clips. But they also had Twisted Sisters under the knife, which was a song about the guitarist getting uh, throat surgery. But they said, "Oh no, but it's Satan." It, it is kind of baffling. The very scene. and how the fuck did Venom get on this list? Venom yeah. fucking sucks. The character is <laughs> awesome, but the band sucks. Yeah. By the way, Tyler bought me a Pez. Venom Pez dispenser for my Tell birthday. Tell about that. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Stop. It is. Ca- you know what? Judas Priest made us gay. It is kind of baffling the very sexually suggestive. <laughs> Let's just blame everything on Judas Priest. My car is broke down. Fuck you, Judas Priest. <laughs> <laughs> Better than you. Better than me. Vikings are one and four. Fuck you, Judas Priest. <laughs> Breaking the law. I'll break your ass. Uh, let me put my love why, into why you. Why are you still up, Jake? Because I'm living after midnight. I'm rocking till the dawn. <laughs> but... By ACDC. Uh, I need a fucking painkiller. Instead of the many references to the devil in ACDC songs like we talked about. Regardless, this whole fiasco would lead to great courtroom antics. Like Frank Zappa showing up in a suit and looking like a normal person. D. Snyder strolled in like he just played a show and surprised everyone. He was smart and delivered a compelling argument for his music. That's why they're popular. Because he's smart and he knows how to market his music. It's almost Let's like... It's almost like... Um, he writes songs and performs for a living. It's yeah, crazy. Mm. It's crazy. Mm. Uh, the fact that they had fucking Frank Zappa on trial for this shit. Zappa. Does anybody actually know what Zappa songs are about? No. Zappa doesn't even know. That's <laughs> yeah, <yes>, right. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the first clip, and this is from a documentary. I don't know uh, exactly what documentary it is, but he was. Ex- this is him before the the trial explaining why he was actually excited to do it, and he was fucking ready to go. Somebody approached our office that they want the Senate committee is having hearing on censorship with the PMRC and wanted to know if I would come and speak. Now, my view of it when I heard it was they want me to carry the flag into battle. Hell yeah. Braveheart, baby. Braveheart wasn't even out, but that sort of mentality. Give me the fucking flag, man. Let's go. I knew that they were 
like everybody else, grossly underestimating. Me. I, I accidentally cut off the part where he says grossly underestimating. But yeah, so, and if you haven't seen it, you can find it on YouTube. It's 30 minutes, and it's it's great, because he's just, they're setting him up to try to play gotcha with him, and he's just fucking knocking him down. Because you know why? Because he had, he wasn't guilty of anything. None of these people are guilty of anything. No, and 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 uh, it's also surprising that the PMRC avoided having King Diamond, the personification of satanic metal in the eighties. Yeah. yeah, nobody listened to King Diamond. Yeah, I don't. I, I had no. to. I had to look him up. It's a. I think it's a band, isn't it, or is it? A dude? I think it's just one dude. If I remember. Yeah. Anyway, here, it's kind of like Van Halen. Yeah. The band is called, but he also. Yeah. Here's another clip from D. Since I seem to be the only person addressing this committee today who has been a direct target of accusations from the presumably responsible PMRC, I would like to use this occasion to speak on a more personal note and show just how unfair the whole concept of lyrical interpretation and judgment can be and how many times this can amount to little more than character assassination. Boom. He could have dropped the mic there. He could have, but here's one more clip. (laughs) It's not uh, really a, uh, a wild uh, leap of the imagination to jump to the conclusion that that's about something other than uh, surgery or hospitals, uh, neither of which are mentioned in the song. No, it's not a wild jump, and I think uh, I, what I said at one part was that songs allow a person to put their own imagination, experiences, and dreams into the lyrics. Uh, people can interpret it many ways. Uh, Ms. Gore was looking for sadomasochism and bondage, and she found it. Someone looking for surgical references would have found it as well. It's almost like art is open for interpretation. It's almost like what he just fucking said. You wanted Satan, you wanted the occult, you wanted all this shit, and you made it happen. Nobody, and nobody went after Barry Manilow for <laughs> Copacabana, and that shit's got fucking references to Satan all up in that shit. What about Neil Diamond? We're Sweet Caroline? Yeah. You know what Caroline means? It's fucking Satan. 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 Satanic Sweet. Iowa State. All of Story County is. <laughs> Sweet Lucifer. Ba, ba, ba. Iowa State won again. Let's sacrifice a baby. Eternal damnation never <laughs> felt so good. So good. So good. I'm so inclined. Brock Purdy with the touchdown pass, and now he spikes the baby. <laughs> Strike up the band. It's time to swing, sing, sweet Lucifer. And real quick, uh, before we did a couple of those clips, I mistakenly referred uh, and grouped King Diamond and Van Halen together, which could be farther from the truth. Uh, Van Halen is far better than King Diamond ever. How the hell did Van Halen not get on this list? Right? Hot for teacher? Hello? If Def Leppard is going to be on this fucking list, where's Van Halen? Oh, shit. Where's Van Halen? Um, (laughs) Panama literally has a part of the song where he's talking about uh, driving along down the interstate and having a girl give him head. Yeah. All their songs. And at no point. I've never seen 1984 with a parental advisory sticker on it. Never. Because it's clever. Right. They also ignore members of the Church of Satan, Merciful Fate, and the song chosen for Venom was one of their more tame songs. Venom sucks, but this is pretty funny. Venom jokingly said they weren't looking hard enough if they thought that was the most offensive Venom song. And believe me, they're all offensive because they suck. (laughs) 
it's, it's, all, it's not because they say things that make me go, ew, I never. It's just because they, I just can't just, stand I listening just, yeah, to it. Yeah, their music sucks. Eventually, all parties agreed that the best course of, course of action would be to slap the infamous parental advisory sticker on albums and leave it which at that. Which would sell which your the same album. as the fucking Comics Code Authority from the fucking 50s. Yeah. That they, oh, we can't have horror comics because that makes people want to become Satanists. It's always something, man. It's always something, and it's never about society, is and it? Look, you can never put the mirror up to yourself and, and your fucking family and your fucking job. Hey, sorry. Uh, well, no, you, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm just saying that, like, <laughs> the sticker, uh, the parental advisory sticker, I think it's a good thing. I thought it was a good thing in the sense that it's at least informing their parents. Like, when a parent sees sure. it, they're like, oh, maybe this isn't good for my kid. Yeah, but I saw a lot. I never saw um, a parental vi- advisory sticker on and Justice for All, which had that one song that everybody's freaking out about. Um, but I I saw yeah. it on almost every single rap album in the in the eighties because they say fuck and shit and they talk about drugs. Actually, it's because they're black and they're trying to be um, they're trying to better themselves. Did you themselves know the be... song? Did you know NWA wrote a song called "Fuck the Police"? Do we need to put a parental advisor on that? Yeah, they certainly did. <laughs> um, All right, uh, let's. Jake, J- Ice Cube's uh, song, uh, Ice Cube's album, where uh, the one with uh, a good day, Predator, I think. Um, that one's got a parental advisory. <laughs> Def Leppard, uh, Hysteria, has a song about pouring sugar on my balls and licking it off. Hysteria. No parental advisory sticker. No, the pour some sugar on me is. Hysteria had no. They're p- talking about a donut. <laughs> sure. Do you take sugar? One lump or two? Yeah, I've talking you about a, testicles. Have you had a glazed donut? Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, after the circle jerk. I, uh, yeah. You got the peaches, I got the cream. Because well, I'm hot, so hey, hot. Good Stick for you, because I got the donut. <laughs> From my head. Too much. No, it really does sound like he's baking, though. Because he's talking about, <laughs> you got the peaches, I got the cream. Oh, wait, is it his cum? Let's move on. <laughs> I'm all hot and sticky from working. At- <laughs> I'm all hot and sticky from working at the bakery all day. <laughs> Joe Elliott in 1985. Time to make the donuts. Shit, no, it's not donuts. It's fucking bagels because it's peaches and cream and it's the cream cheese. It's, it's oatmeal. You got the peaches. I got the cream cheese. <laughs> Video killed the radio star. MTV was considered to be partially responsible by parents as spreading the music of Satan. Sure. Sure. Why not? So why aren't you going after him as spreading the television of Satan? (laughs) Love Island. Fuck off. What? Siesta Key. Have you seen any... Teen Wolf, which for some reason took a really funny... And 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 uh, you know, just throwaway movie from the eighties that was fun and and kind of you know nothing, and they turned it into this brooding teenage drama. I did. Fuck I off. was really proud of that. I made a Facebook status about it and said, "The only, the only team world I know is Michael J. Fox." Fucking a man. <laughs> fucking a. This will lead to a time out. Did she only want to fuck the werewolf in that movie? I don't. She didn't like really. Well, want to yeah, f- she. Yeah, she she's made, like, I don't want to fuck you. She I wanna made fuck him uh, turn, right? Yeah, no, she made him turn, and and uh, there's actually uh, an interesting story about that. Read about that, uh, because a lot of people now um, look at that in this Me Too in the Me Too movement. Um, she was that, taking advantage of him. No, that she was taking advantage the uh, of the actress. Um, she actually uh, does not like that she had to, even though they don't show her. She still had to bear her breasts to the crew and everything. Oh. And she, uh, the actress, like, still hates that 
whole scene. It's an awkward um, scene, if I'm being totally honest. Well, it's well, not sexy. According to her, she was coerced into it. And I, well, hey, eh, listen. We don't know. We don't. Yeah. But I would not like it either. Cause no, yeah. If that's true, that's bullshit. Right. This would lead to a 2020 episode titled Devil Worshippers. It would go on to show satanic imagery like the number 666. Similar to the Geraldo thing. Pentagrams, inverted crosses, and all of the other images you'd expect from album covers of heavy metal bands since the genre's exception. Because they know that freaks you the fuck out, and they know that if it freaks you out as a parent, the kid is going to listen to it, and the kid's going to like it. It's yeah. not because they actually believe in Satan. They're just trying to make money. The, the, the theatrical nature of heavy metal videos at the time included this type of imagery. Iron Maidens, for example, Can I Play With Madness, a single, shows a schoolboy stumbling upon a cult. <gasps> Cloaked in black hoods, which was reminiscent of the Hammer horror films of the 60s and 70s. Because the guys in Iron Maiden grew up on the Hammer horror films in the 60s. It's like, have you listened to any Iron Maiden or looked at any Iron Maiden album covers? They were all horror nerds. To go back so earlier. So obviously they're going to make homages to horror movies they like. Ozzy's Mr. Crowley shook parents up with its themes of vampirism portrayed erotically. These were typical of metal bands. That is a sexy pigeon. song for a macabre entertainment and rebellion and that's all it was there was a song called shot in the dark and in the video it's this young girl and she's going to an ozzy osbourne um uh concert and on the cover uh i think it's i can't remember what what album but on the cover uh ozzy is like a werewolf or something so she was it bark at the moon yeah she turns into a werewolf no on, then it'd be bark at the moon right it sure she shut up she, well, i'm saying that's the single i don't no, uh, the song is "Shot in the Dark." And okay. the, yeah, because I, I have. I remember it. seeing the video when I was at my uh, 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 family's up in North Dakota. Because again, I told you about my uncle, who's like ten years older than me, so he's more of a cousin. The album is "Bark at the Moon." But yeah, he had like ACDC posters and Iron Maiden. That's kind of how we. And he had ColecoVision. He was awesome, and uh, he's you know whatever now. But um, we saw this video. And I remember watching it and just being like horrified. I was scared. I was like eight years old, seven, eight years old. Mm. But I was scared for the girl because she was turning into a, a werewolf because I didn't quite understand that it was make-believe. Yeah. You know, I was still at that age where I was like, I know this isn't real, but also it's scary. You know? Yeah. Um, oh, so as a joke, I looked up the lyrics to Bark at the Moon while, while you were talking about that. God, and that song is terrible. I love Back that song. Back at the Moon. You don't like that song? I fucking hate I that love song. that song. Shot in the Dark, Shot in the dark is much, much, anyway, much better. Yeah. Uh, so I looked up the lyrics. So P P R M C. why didn't you look at this song? Uh, screams break the silence, waking from the dead of night. Vengeance is boiling. He's returning to kill a life. That's when he's found what he's looking for. Listen in awe and you'll hear him. Back at the Moon. Apparently, according to Ozzy, this was a joke. The title of the song came from an old joke, the telling of which he couldn't remember, but the punchline was, eat shit and bark at the moon. <laughs> but I'm just saying, P PRMC, let's have some fucking bark at the moon. Sounds really occulty to me. Sing about them werewolves. Assholes. All right, so we're going to wrap it up with by saying the PR PRMC was helped by the Coalition on Television Violence to pressure MTV to put warnings to appear on screen when an inappropriate video appeared. MTV co uh, yeah, cooperated to avoid controversy, re-editing videos which included alcohol, drug use, sex, and negative representation of certain societal groups. However, this wasn't fully enforced. Look at Michael Jackson's Thriller. And, uh, the biggest fucking video of the 80s. That received constant play, and it literally ends with him turning to the camera and looking like a fucking werewolf, but whatever. Uh, no, no hate on that song, uh, but anyway. 
Eventually, MTV decided to move their videos later in the night, because uh, you know that good old two favorite words, safe harbor, it's for Headbangers Ball. That uh, When did it end? I, I didn't see that. Hold on. Because uh, I remember, yeah. Um, it started in 1988. It was still well into going on when I... Uh, because I saw it a few times. But so then they moved it to MTV2. Right. Which you could only get if you had cable yeah, or satellite. But regardless... MTV blows. Um, before we go, I, I do want to... Uh, this always bugged me because um, I, I mentioned earlier that I uh, actually got a passing grade in English 10 Honors because I brought in the tape of... Uh, of uh, Power Slave, which uh, is by Iron Maiden, and they have the song Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner by that uh, by that uh, mm. Samuel Coleridge. Now, Iron Maiden was always taken as one of those satanic bands. I want to read the last... Well, it's because they had the song Number I want to read... So, I want to read the last uh, one of the last lines of that song, Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner, and you tell me if they're satanic. The Mariner's bound to tell of his story, to tell this tale wherever he goes... To teach God's word by his own example that we must love all things that God made. You know what that sounds like? A bunch of hippy-dippy like fornicators. Bunch of covens of a witchcraft. Hey, Dad, I'm a witch bitch. I mean, think I'm going to fuck that. in my coven. He literally says, you need to spread God's word. The PMRC didn't get to that album? or I mean, what the fuck, dude? That, and every time I listen to that song, I hear that, and I always think, God damn, fuck you, Tipper Gore. Fuck you, Tipper Gore, indeed. Fuck you, Geraldo Rivera. You know uh, what, Al? You know what, Al? I don't fucking care about the whales anymore because you're white. You know what's the funny thing <laughs> is another thing I've noticed. MTV, when they were still airing videos when I was in high school, mm. uh, the song Pumped Up Kicks came out. And oh, Pump, yeah. Pumped Up Kicks is a really good song. Unless you listen to the lyrics. No, no, and I, I no. The <laughs> lyrics make me like it even more because it's it's a it's a it's a wolf in sheep's clothing. Mm. You think it sounds like this fun poppy song? It really is, and it is, and but then it's about school shootings mm. and and the and this these damaged kids that cause these school shootings. MTV didn't air the video of that. Probably because Columbine. Because of the messaging, and then uh, Foster the People responded by saying. Yeah, but they'll put um, all these songs, these rap songs that talk about murder and have kill drive-bys in them and alcohol and everything. And they're like, which is their right? They should be able to do that. But why ours is only getting censored because it's 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 a wolf in sheep's clothing. Have you ever heard that? So album? it, it Because I bought that album because I really like that song. And like, I really like that album. Wow. Never mind. You and I have different tastes in music. I fucking hated that album. Cause you don't I, like I, Helen a Beat? It's a great album. I thought the fucking album was going to sound like that song, and nothing on that album sounds anything you like know that song. That it's okay. If you heard, listen, if you heard that song and that's all you've heard of Foster the People, I need to tell you that is nothing like what their sound really is. You listen it's to a their... bunch of piano bullshit and a singer songwriter who isn't very good. Oh, that's not true. I love yeah. I love Foster the People, sir. Hey, you know what? Uh, my name's Mark Foster, so I'm going to call my band Foster the People. <laughs> I'm going to kick you out of this fucking bunker. <laughs> I just uh, got so pissed right now. <laughs> Fucking wow. foster the people. Wow, I got really pissed. You got Sorry. so mad you couldn't even make words. <laughs> anyway, uh, I'm, I'm just I was using that as an example. Of right. it, uh, when they still, that MTV great still did though. that to cover their own asses. Yeah. yeah. Um, and good for them for sticking up for themselves. Yeah, good job. 
Mark Foster. Wish I would have never bought that up. Oh my god, you fucking whiny <laughs> baby. Uh, so that that's gonna put a, uh, a nice little bow right? on uh, the Satanic Panic trilogy for spooky oh, season. Jesus, what a uh, fucking what a journey. ride! What a ride! Uh, this was a lot more fun uh, because we didn't have to deal with uh, the the tragic story of the McMartin trial right. in Kern County and all that stuff. But this, I I really enjoyed doing the research for this series because. I had, it was one of those things that I had heard about, and a lot of people talked about it. Shout out to uh, Grace. Uh, I'll plug your podcast in a minute. Oh, I'm doing a hand signal, but we're not recording. We're not recording. <laughs> it's the shout devil out, horns. Shout out to her. Uh, it's the devil horns, interestingly yeah. enough. Because <laughs> she, she was the one who told me that I should uh, consider doing that for Halloween. Good call. So thank you very much for that. But uh, it, was, it was a topic that I had heard about vaguely. and, and I kind of grew up in it. Yeah, and and it was something that I it was crazy to look this up and see all this information, and I've mentioned it before, but I, we are literally living through another satanic panic right now, and it's in a different form. It is the form of the Save the Children and the the QAnon stuff and the Adrenochrome and the pedophilia, and it's just like. Meanwhile, it's there's uh, immigrant children still locked up in the border. Five hundred forty-five of them, which will probably getting, never find their parents ever again, yeah. and they don't care about them. And so, and there's people. There's gotta question your pro-life stance, there, guys. There's also women on the border. They're getting hysterectomies, uh, without which is, their knowledge. Yeah, which but but save the children, right? Put a fucking dumb hashtag. Save the children. Fuck the adults. All right, all right I guess. That's and I want to make this very clear. If you are somebody that I know that has put that that hashtag up. I'm not blaming you. It's easy to get wrapped up in this stuff. You're not in. You're not knee deep in conspiracy shit like I am. I but, understand it. But, but stop it. Stop it. And if you really want to help, donate money to legit, you know, uh, organizations. Anti trafficking. And if you go back we, and look at our Save the Children episode, we have links to actual nonprofits that help children that have been victims of human trafficking. Awesome. So do that, please. And in the meantime, stop blaming Satan for everything. Okay? First of all, we don't even know if he's real. And second of all, Satanists are cool people. Hey, Satan, like God, lives in all of us, folks. Just know that. You can't have God without Satan. You you can tell... You have good and evil. You, you have can have both. some white-haired old white dude telling you about how he talks to God and communicates with God, but really, you can talk to God anytime you want. I like to think that my God is... <laughs> No, I'm not doing the Talladega night. I like <laughs> I like baby Jesus the best. I like to think of him as like, you know, wearing one of them tuxedo shirts like he's formal, but he's also there to party. <laughs> I like to picture Jesus. And I'm just hammered drunk in the front row. I was going to say, him and an angel band playing Leonard Skinner. I'm in the front row just hammered drunk. <laughs> I love that movie. Little Thank you so much. He was a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> Make sure to check out other... Hey, if you like this show, you're definitely going to like Grace, who pitched this idea. Her show, Don't Touch That, It's Haunted. It's a part of our family of Tinfoil AV. Check it out. Uh, season one of Just... Just? That's weird. I tried to, I combined Jake and, and Tyler together to make Just somehow. Jake and Tyler's rad movie show. Uh, we're working out the details on that. Season one is coming very soon. It's basically we just can't get enough of each other, and we yes. figure why not record I love to, while we're around each other. Yeah, I like to have a microphone in front of me. And then and he edits it up. Look at you with loving eyes. Uh, we're looking. I, I want to say that you. I'm saying I want to say that we're going to try and get it out around uh, January, but we could do it maybe a little Christmas present, maybe in December. We're working out. The I'm dates. hoping that my Christmas present this year is a fucking vaccine. 
Well, you keep it up, mister. You're going to get a lump of coal. <laughs> You're going to get a lump of coal and a fresh case of COVID. <laughs> what? It's true. Ouch. It's true. Uh, so thank you so much for listening to this. Go check out Don't uh, Touch That It's Haunted, uh, Grace's podcast. Uh, also, make sure to follow us on social media at tinfoil underscore radio on Twitter. Uh, tinfoil radio on Facebook. YouTube. And, uh, YouTube tinfoil TV. We Excuse might me, be able to put my uh, live performances uh, maybe up on... Yeah, we're not doing that. I'm not helping. Under you. the Tinfoil AV banner. Well, we're going to change Tinfoil TV to Tinfoil AV. I don't know. We'll figure it out. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Jake's not sold. Um, <laughs> it's just a lot of more work. I'm just trying to see how long I can get him to talk until he's like, fuck you, we're done. <laughs> it's an hour and a half already. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, unless you're Geraldo Rivera. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> fuck you, Tipper Gore. Yeah. Uh, fuck you. Venom. Venom, fuck you, uh, the the Big Martin trial lawyers, uh, fuck you, the Judas Priest lawyers. <laughs> Pretty much anybody that helped this stupid shit happen, you suck. Mm-hmm. But you don't for listening to the show. And remember, if you're here in this transmission, we're already dead. Ah! Better than you, better, better than, than me. me, kill Satan. Wait, what? <laughs> I mean... I mean, love no, him. No, no, kill me. I, I mean, yeah, yeah, kill yourself. Oh, shit. Because Satan told you. Oh, somebody. Sh- oh, dude. Uh. Dude. God damn it, Jake. Ah, yeah. What is my problem?